0: Hi, welcome to Mare Studies. I'm Jill. That was a high-pitched hi.
1: It's all right. Get up there. Let them experience the sonic glory that your voice can provide. Everything from the highest highs to the lowest lows. And who are you? Oh, I'm Lucas. I'm your co-host. <laughs> oh yeah. Nice to meet you.
0: <laughs> and who are you? Um, yeah, we have a podcast about John Mayer, and this we is we do. It.
1: And you're listening to it. this is actually something we've been doing for a while now. This I'm is just episode off twenty-six.
0: My game. Lucas threw me off my game by starting early. Yeah, kind of
1: yeah he I said, did he said can I come
0: over early and I said yes and he still was late for the new early predetermined time but
1: still way earlier than I would normally be true yes
0: so the song this week is Assassin chosen by you guys
1: yes you guys did choose this song
0: and against
1: Luke- my objections
0: yeah I was going to say Lucas a was- <laughs> not you weren't excited because you're not familiar with it I'm not
1: it. super familiar not with it not because you
0: didn't like it
1: I have I like I said I skipped the Battle Studies album
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, other than I know Heartbreak Warfare and I know Half of My Heart
0: because
1: mm-hmm. those are both singles yeah but other than that, I just skipped the album because once John was like, Yeah, it was my best work, then I was like, oh, I'll just keep listening to the other songs, yeah. which are great, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so Fake fans. Th- yeah, so this song was song, when I heard him live, he played this song, and I had to look it up. And he like,
0: me, yeah. Yeah, I was
1: like, What song is this that he's playing? I don't know this song. Mm-hmm. And it was Assassin, so.
0: Yeah, I really wish we would have gone to that concert together, but we'll have another chance.
1: Yeah, well, and this way we got to divide, and you got to see one of the shows, True. and I got to see one of the shows so we could compare True. notes. I
0: just couldn't drive to the forum two nights in a row, and it took you like three hours to get home or something. Oh, it took right.
1: super long to get home. Yeah, yeah, I'm not
0: interested in any of that. Okay, so before we talk about the song, we have John in the news. So the fundraiser that I said we should go to, and then I forgot about, but also we didn't have like 500 extra dollars each. Oh yeah. Um, that was in oh, memory of the Bob Saget. Bob Saget, yeah, yeah it was last night, and everyone just started sending me this really sweet video of John being interviewed on like the red carpet, mm-hmm. and you came over, so I didn't get to finish watching it, but it just almost made me want to cry because he looked like he was gonna cry so there's a lot of new content from that he played a song but i don't think anyone has videos of it i haven't seen any i just saw pictures maybe it was like a no camera no video situation one
1: of those dave Chappelle situations yeah
0: which i respect um so that is the only john in the news i have so why don't you take it away with song bio
1: all right well this song is from as i mentioned from battle studies which was the follow-up to continuum And he had a really, you know, hard time writing the song, as many people would, trying to follow up such a giant song. And I talked a lot about it when we did. We did Edge of Desire off Battle Studies. Have we done something else off Battle Studies too, or is this number two? Sure. Okay. Uh, The album is produced by Steve Jordan, longtime producing partner, Mm -hmm. also who plays drums on it. Uh, Pino Palladino is the bass player on the record, and on this particular song, it is essentially a John Mayer trio song because it's just Pino, it's just Steve Jordan, it's just John Mayer—the same guys who make up the John Mayer trio. Mm-hmm. Clearly, they're trying to do something different on this song, right. and you—the degree to which you enjoy that—is the degree to which you enjoy the song. It's—I would say—this is a very polarizing song. Huh. and there's some people who absolutely love it and their minds were blown that mm-hmm. they started playing it again live. Uh, he brought it out for the Sawbrock Rock Tour. Mm-hmm. Most, by most records, he hadn't played that song live in 12 years. Right. Since 2010 was the last time that he had played the song live. Uh, I wasn't able to find a direct quote from it, but I saw a, second, a secondary source that said uh, he just felt like he'd outgrown the song, lyrically. Mm-hmm. Like he was not in that place anymore and didn't really want to keep singing um, those things. Um, but this song is unique and it's, like, it's got some kalimba in it. There's uh, one part of the song that I got tagged in a comment today to yes, talk about. Did. Yes, that, uh did, That is really pretty much the crux of what we're gonna talk about with the song mm-hmm. um, that we'll, we'll get to here in a minute um it was not released as a single so there's no music video official music video there is a music video that is fan made
0: oh really yeah i didn't watch that Did and you?
1: Uh, i didn't watch it but it's held in pretty high regard based on the hmm. comments that i'm I literally saw.
0: gonna do that as soon as this is over yeah
1: so there there you go um yeah this I have was something to add this was right before he melted down too so were, right. And you can see in the lyrics to this song, yeah, the meltdown and come and add. Please, what do you got so for us? So
0: this is really bothering me because I couldn't go back and find it. I uh-huh. think it might have been like on an Instagram live I was watching of his, and someone asked like will you play the song why don't you play that song it might have
1: been on current mood was it on current mood I think so I I saw reference to that Mm -hmm.
0: and was it what you said that he felt he'd outgrown it because I remember him saying something more like that's not me it was never me it was Mm. just me kind of in anger like I'm so paraphrasing like in anger sarcasm Mm -hmm. like uh, sort of poking fun at the way people were talking about me Mm -hmm. like Something in that vein. And yeah. about grown it. Like, I felt like there was more to it. Like, he never meant it, and he outgrew it. But also, I'm old, so some of my memories aren't, like, perfect. Yeah. I don't know.
1: And I, you know but also, then he
0: played it again, so he lied. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> so
1: it's found a, a life again somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, people who released video from the forum show. Yes. I don't remember the exact date. Do you remember the date that I went to? But it was one of the forum shows. There was somebody who was in the front row oh, who's, jealous. who said that they could tell, like, he had like, let out a big sigh before he started the, the song. Really? And then, like, he was trying to, like, psych himself up to do it. He doesn't. And...
0: He can play whatever he wants. That's true. So yeah. why would you make that choice? And then you cut that song off right in the moment if you felt like it. Like, yeah. guys, are moving on to the next one.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I mentioned tired before. tired of people requesting it. I mentioned before when we talked about uh, Battle Studies, uh, when we did edge of desire that like, I don't love the drum sound and mm-hmm. that is consistent with this it's this a pretty consistent sound throughout the record mm-hmm. I I understand look the pressure of how huge Continuum was someone referred to Continuum as his greatest hits album <laughs>
0: that's adorable right it's, <laughs> how like clever yeah
1: and that's so great and like how overwhelming <laughs> that must be to like okay now I have to write another album
0: yeah. worth
1: this yeah. stuff after that and so And I'm not mad. We know John Mayer as an artist is someone who's going to constantly, like, not stay the same. Mm -hmm. He's constantly moving, constantly trying different things. And so I'm not mad at him for trying things. I understand that. I understand, like, where he must have been in his head. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm just going to come out and say it now. No point in keeping the secret. I don't like the song.
0: I'm su- I am don't know what to say, because I do like the song. Okay. And, and the majority of people on our Instagram like the song. Mm-hmm. It got an 84% play, 16% skip.
1: You know, like, is there was some telling. really passionate, like, defenses of the song online.
0: Yeah. Well, no one was defending... I didn't notice people defending the, the lyrical lyrics. content. Right, just that they... Enjoy. And I feel the same way. Like, whether... No matter... We'll get into that in a minute. Mm-hmm. But no matter which way it was meant, whether mm-hmm. it was, like, sarcasm or sincerity... The lyrics don't make you feel like great, mm-hmm.
1: and except I, I, for I, at the
0: end. It's like, "Ha ha, you got what you deserved," kind of. But
1: mm-hmm. and I think there's a couple of different ways you can read the lyrics. That yeah, we'll, well, well, let's get into we'll it because that's there. actually what a well,
0: song meaning. Says.
1: Let let let's we do this. go out of order. Let's do this thing first. I have to address this right. Oh, I don't okay, like the song. Sure. There is the worst chord in the history of John Mayer songs in this song.
0: That's absolutely ridiculous. It
1: is 100% absolutely cacophonous.
0: Okay, use words, I'll understand. Uh,
1: it that sounds bad. Is
0: cacophonous a musical Cacophony
1: term? Cacophony is just like...
0: Like soda, noise. Yeah,
1: no. <laughs> it's so bad, man. And uh, So here's my story. I was listening to it this week to get prepped for mm-hmm. the podcast. As we do. I was driving up the street going to the gym, and I stop at a red light. and Or stop sign, because there's no red light, stop sign. And we get to the part, exactly where this note is, it's the first note of the guitar solo. So we're coming out of the bridge into the guitar solo. And I made the I exactly sourest face about. ever as soon as I heard it. I was like, What? What is this note? And I looked, and there's like a little kid who's just like looking in at me. <laughs> and I, it looks like I'm just staring at the kid with the worst face ever. I'm like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Not you. It's not you. It's John Mayer. It's John Mayer's fault. You're fine. Like, skateboard. That's fine. But I will
0: say that's a little jarring. I do know what you're referring to. It's
1: so, of course, you know what I did is like I enlisted the help of the person I trust most musically Ben. Yes. Especially because like he's got, he's working on his master's master's degree in guitar mm-hmm. if there's anyone who's going to be like oh he's trying to do some really like esoteric or avant-garde thing there that yeah. can explain it to me that's beyond my knowledge sure. it's going to be ben mm-hmm. so i like ben here's a song check it out he calls me he's like i don't know man that's bad that's just bad. There's really? just like, yeah.
0: No one else said anything about it on Instagram. I
1: really expected when I went to the internet, I expected there to be a long, long, deep discussion, like a music theory discussion mm-hmm. on why that chord sounds so bad. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find anything. Which is why, which is after doing that, I sent it to Ben. I was like, you got to help me out here. Because I I still feel like this is like the worst thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I can't believe they would let this go and it would be released. And he would continue to play the same chord live all the time. I
0: feel like your reaction's a little too strong. I think that the chord is, I don't even know what a chord is really. But I think the sound that the guitar makes Mm -hmm. is unsettling. Mm -hmm. As is the song. Mm -hmm. As is he when he gets flipped and finds out that she's an assassin. Mm -hmm. So I think it makes sense. Oh, snap.
1: And so are you going to read... You're
0: welcome, everyone who's mad at Lucas right now. (laughs) Are you
1: planning to read Vanessa's thing, or should I just address it now?
0: Oh, you can go ahead and do it now. Okay.
1: So without getting too... I was
0: prepared, though, Vanessa. Okay. FYI.
1: I don't want to get too deep into musical theory, because that's going to bore everybody that probably Mm -hmm. already bored them. But... What happens, basically, what the root of what I of what I feel like I'm exp- re- responding to, is it flips from the song's in B minor, mm-hmm. and it flips to the relative major to the D major for the bridge, and the bridge is all pretty, right? And it's just like a nice one four minor sure, six sure. five chord progression. It's the same chord progression you would hear in like "She Drives Me Crazy" by the Fine Young Cannibals. Mm-hmm. It's the same chord progression you hear in "More Than a Feeling" by Boston. Like it's it's the pretty part of the song, right? Mm-hmm. And then it goes from that, everything about the way the, the notes that he sings, the lead up to that is leading into a modulation, to a key change. Like we're gonna go up a step, but that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And instead he flips back to the relative minor, to the B minor. So now we're from this pretty major thing and it feels like we're going towards even a bigger lift. And instead we flip back to the minor and to make matters worse, the first note of his solo is a pitch bend. He's bending the strings up to the note. So his first note is out of tune, mm-hmm. purposefully out of tune, but out of tune. And he has to bend it up to pitch. Mm-hmm. It's just like all that stuff just leads together. Like it defies your expectation, but in like the worst way possible.
0: Right, so what might be helpful was Vanessa's question. Oh yeah. <laughs> so Vanessa Veleska said, I love the song and the meaning here is clear. So I want to ask Lucas Sutter, why when i start listening to that song i dislike the transition to the song i disliked um the transition to the song to the solo when he sings mean to me mean to me i'm gone I don't know if how he sings or if it's the drums. What's your opinion about this part of the song? Which now you've shared. Yes,
1: and and that's, without going too deep into the musical theory woods, the best way I can describe it.
0: Yeah, because you were just like talking. I'm like, I don't think they know what the question was. (laughs) You went too fast. Um, Okay, so I think we're safe to move into song meaning. Yes. I don't have anything to say as a follow-up to that. All right. I don't understand most of it. So, um, song meaning's pretty, well, I think it's pretty basic. But you're trying to say that you could read a lot into it?
1: I think I can come up with plausible, a couple of plausible different uh, readings, interpretations. Okay. And they're only slightly different. They're not massively different. Okay. So, what do you, you go first.
0: Well, he's an assassin.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It reminds me of a movie I've never seen. It had Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie.
1: Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah. And I got the were same vibes. they both assassins. Yes. I don't think
0: that. I think this song came, the movie came after this song. I'm not saying it inspired him in mm-hmm. any way, but I just thought, oh, this is like the plot of that movie I never saw. But we all know about it because we all know about it. Um, so he's, you know, hooking up with all these chicks. He's getting in. He's getting out. He's not falling in love with them. Joke's on you. And accidentally, one of his targets mm-hmm. he feels like is an assassin because he's now falling for her. I just don't really see how you read more or less into that. I mean, you could read to, does he really feel that way? Like, mm-hmm. what do you think? Well, I or what is your what are you saying? What's your
1: point? I read it as him being a literal assassin and killing people? No. Okay. <laughs> I was like, Wait, what? No, okay, so so that part a lot of it is it's pretty clear, right? Yeah. He is he is using assassin as a metaphor. Yes because excellent
0: metaphor actually because
1: he knows he's hurting people yeah he's very conscious like it's not like this is not a benevolent thing or a morally neutral thing correct he's using the term assassin as like i am killing people metaphorically yeah i am hurting them this everything is I about I that
0: makes sense and is not i don't want to say brilliant but mm-hmm. very clever
1: yeah um you know i get in when no one can track my moves blah 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 yeah where, where it comes from, where I can see a little bit of interpretation is when it gets to her also being the assassin, right? So mm-hmm. he wakes up in the morning, and basically the scene he's describing is fairly idyllic. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the sun coming up, and it's a white room. She's still asleep. She's on his chest, mm-hmm. almost like a child, I think is yeah. the reference there. Um, and he's like, oh, I, I just now am realizing what I did that I'm gone, and you can read that I'm gone as, like, the part of me that was the assassin is gone, Mm. and now I'm stuck in here as well, right? Like, I have, she's reformed me. Yeah. She is like, trapped me, air quotes, into a relationship or into having feelings for her, Wow,
0: pal, no. Trapped him?
1: Trapped, because that's her assassin. She tricked me into it.
0: No! Because he refers to her as an so. assassin. why would you... you read on this song from start to finish. I don't think that, like, okay, you're right. You could interpret it as like, oh, no, she does this all the time. And she's now assassinated, if you mm-hmm. will, me. Like, what hap- What I've done to everyone, she's done to me. But I read it as, not that she's literally an assassin, but that she did what he does to people that he fell for her. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, my gosh, what do I do?
1: That she stole his heart in the yeah. way he references stealing hearts I don't himself. know that she's
0: necessarily an assassin in that she goes around doing this for fun. Mm-hmm. I think he's just like, oh, the, the script got flipped, as they say, and mm-hmm. now I've fallen for her. And she's assassinated me, but I'm not saying she's like me. But you can read, you can definitely yeah, read it both cause ways. Yeah,
1: because that requires us, that interpretation requires us to think that when John is referring to himself as an assassin. Yeah. And referring to the girl in the song as an assassin. That he's referring to them in two different ways. Yes. Yeah.
0: I think that's safe. Uh-huh. I, I, that's just how I've always read it. Mm-hmm. But I will say that in preparing for the podcast, I was surprised. I never realized that from start to finish, he was talking about himself and the same girl and being in the same room. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just, you know, sing it and think, oh, he's an assassin, and this happened, and this happened, and this happened, and oh, now he's with this girl, and this happened. Mm-hmm. And then I read it, I'm like, oh, no, from start to finish, he's been in the same room. Like, he's referencing that he's been an assassin, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize it was so story-like, I guess.
1: Well, I guess the first, he's kind of setting the scene, right, in the first verse. Also, yeah. the structure of this song is weird. Can we just, like, talk about Yeah, we're basically
0: in lyrics anyway. The structure
1: of this song is weird. Mm -hmm. And that's part of, like, again, I know he's experimenting with stuff. It it doesn't work for me. It takes so long to get to the actual chorus of the song. And then we only get it twice. We get it before and after the solo, and that's it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um so like structurally it's a little like disorienting and for whatever reason i don't know what is what it is about the song Mm -hmm. maybe it was because i was really like i actually picked out pulled out the piano like picking out the chords to it because i can try to make sense of why that part sucks so bad um something in this song reminds me of princess of china by coldplay and rihanna yeah Uh, in in my head as i'm i've been you know singing the song i keep always like like, like DJ, you know, like blending it into Princess mm, yeah. of China. So, I don't know.
0: Okay, well, maybe if you have a career as a DJ, you got a good idea there. Yeah. I just think that, and this ties into lyrics and song meaning, it's a really interesting choice mm-hmm. to write this song and then release it. Okay. <laughs> no, no, seriously. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, take away how much we love him, mm-hmm. whatever. You have a certain amount of press at this point, mm-hmm. and unless it was like satirical, mm-hmm. like, what are you doing? It's just shocking to me that someone would put this out. And I see why there was no video to it, although I would have loved to have seen what he came up with. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like, wow, you either have to have so much self-confidence that this isn't going to backfire, and or you're so being so satirical that you're comfortable with it. I just, i, I a, it's, you know, at its core, it's not like a sweet song. It's
1: not a sweet song at all. And I have a really hard time reading it satirically. There, I don't feel like anything in the text here satirically is Satirically is
0: what I'm the word of looking for. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, like, this is
0: what you guys think of me? Fine, this is what I'm going to give you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could, some sort of, like, leaning into that image. Like when Taylor image.
0: Swift did the album with Snakes in Darkness. Reputation. Like, that was not her. Mm-hmm. And even she was like, yeah. I'm...
1: Have we talked about this? Have you looked at, are you familiar with Hashtag Gaylor?
0: Oh, I've seen, like, a little bit about it. But I'm just not really worried about it. Oh, uh, okay. Are there- you?
1: I'm, I, I got thoroughly sucked in down it's the the whole one night of like what because i'm not that we talked about this on the podcast before yeah. i'm not that familiar with her well
0: we all didn't meet her at the brand iron when she was becoming famous like right I did, so sure
1: so, so i'm not that familiar with all of her songs especially her more recent work i'm not super familiar with yeah and so like hearing like there's all these breadcrumbs and there's really a, cons- a reasonable like amount of information out there that you could postulate that she's Mm -hmm. um you know at least bisexual and is planning to come out on the next album or Mm -hmm. has had relationships with women that she's had to hide for various reasons whether Mm. her reasons or the other woman's reasons yeah um it's, it's really interesting, because there's some of the stuff in there that's exactly what we do, right? Like Aww. deep textual analysis. Yeah. Where you look at the songs and you dive deep, and there's one song in particular Taylor Swift fans will probably be able to point this out immediately. I don't remember the song, mm. especially if you're hashtag Gaylor. Um, but where the whole rhyme... Taylor is a great writer. Mm. She's an excellent songwriter. She will have a career as a songwriter as long as she wants.
0: Right.
1: Uh, there is a part in one of her songs where... The rhyme is an er rhyme. She's mm-hmm. going line after line, rhyming er, er, E-R, mm-hmm. er, and then at the very last line switches it. The anticipation of the line is that she's going to use her, because mm-hmm. that's what rhymes with everything that comes before it. But mm-hmm. she switches it to you,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, in in order to like sort of obscure. And people are really
0: looking deep, right? and stuff. Gosh. And so
1: you either have to believe that Taylor's not that good of a songwriter, mm-hmm. and just like didn't realize that that didn't really rhyme, and couldn't come up with something better that would rhyme. Mm-hmm. Or you have to say Taylor is an amazing songwriter, yeah. and she's doing this on purpose yeah. because it's her way of saying it without actually saying it. She's got plausible deniability. Yeah. But you know, if you are someone who's going to dive deep into things, it's there. So, anyways.
0: Wow. I will say this: I know Taylor Swift plans stuff out years and years in advance, mm-hmm. and is a lot more clever than the rest of us. So maybe. Yeah,
1: there you go. Um uh, back, back to John.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, lyrics. Your mm-hmm. favorite lyric. Gosh, do you even have one, Lucas? The internet is going to be so upset with you when this gets released.
1: I, I just, like, it doesn't work for me. I'm sorry. No, I asked that's... you your
0: favorite lyric not to talk about okay. how you don't like the well, song Well, you're more. telling me
1: that the internet is coming for me with pitchforks and torches. <laughs> Essentially, and yes. The podcast is over. I'm canceled because I don't like Assassin. Good
0: thing you don't have to see the DMs. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, um, do you, what lyric do you like best?
1: Um, i don't know i
0: you know what the questions are going to be <laughs> her
1: head is her head is heavy on me she's sleeping like a child it's, it's kind of like
0: descriptive if
1: you if you remove the context right
0: yeah exactly if
1: it, as i'm saying like within the context yeah. that feels icky to me
0: totally yeah
1: and so that's that's the problem i have is so much of the song yeah. feels icky
0: and also i'm like how he's like what what could i do or what should i do like yeah. even though he's being assassinated he's still like yeah i don't have a choice um the song is kind of interpretive i guess now that i'm thinking about it more yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. go ahead
1: um so that uh, and uh, like i will say this song is not poorly written at all this nope. is a well-written song yeah um my dislike or inability to like connect to the song has nothing to do with his skill as a writer Mm -hmm. here um i think it's very well written i think i'm just like i really struggle like i said earlier i struggle with Assassin meaning one thing for him and another thing for her. Yeah. that's like this certain inherent baked. And in that's mi- just
0: how I interpret it.
1: Well, and I think I think that's the way it's supposed to be interpreted. Mm-hmm. I think I would say that would be the way the author intends it to be interpreted. Mm-hmm. But that's just again we've talked about with his stuff before. There's some built to, baked in misogyny there of like, oh, me a man as an assassin is yeah. like one night stand ah. lover. but a woman as an assassin oh. is. You know, trap me into a relationship.
0: Mind blown when you say it like that. Yeah. I see what you're saying.
1: Yeah, and then, so that's sort of my issue where it's like, I would love it if it was like, Oh, she's an assassin, too. She was gone before I woke up.
0: Yeah, but she's not. She's there.
1: She's there, but they're at her house, so how would she be gone? And then, like, and if she was gone, then... Well, she
0: tricked him into not being gone. Right. Because he gets in and he gets gone.
1: So then, like, don't refer to her as an assassin, because that's a different thing. Anyways. Well,
0: now I'm mad, because my favorite lyric was, she's an assassin, because I remember listening to it and be like, oh, she's the assassin! Yeah. Back in the day, not looking into it Mm -hmm. too heavily. I also, of course, like, suddenly I'm in over my head and I can hardly breathe, blah, blah, blah and suddenly I know exactly what i done and what it's going to mean to me mm-hmm. everybody seemed to also agree with me and like that lyric a lot too
1: yeah so the suddenly I know exactly what I did or exactly what I'd done and what it's going to mean to me I I, like, I am all for like instant connections with people I am mm-hmm. definitely that but it seems like not to be reductivist but this is what the song is saying mm-hmm. like John was like, "I'm not that into you. You're mm-hmm. just a one night stand." But the sex was so good that now I'll stick around, because there's no like, "Oh, we had this really amazing connection as a per no, as people. I don't, I don't read we didn't talk to it. Well, how, totally what changed disagree. his mind?"
0: well I don't know what changed his mind but I know it's a song mm-hmm. so he can't go on and on and on about and then we made eye contact then you said this and it was funny but what happened is he got so comfortable he liked her so much he accidentally stayed all night I'm when he normally gets in and gets gone over her
1: bed and I feel everything
0: yeah like he feels love
1: Right? They're in bed. They're literally in bed. That's
0: not what the song's about. That's, I disagree with you and everyone listening disagrees with me. Okay,
1: you. Does, but does the song disagree with me? Does the text of the song disagree yes. with me? Yes. Where? The
0: song told me okay. that Lucas is wrong. So
1: you, yeah, that, this is the thing, right? This is what I do as an as a, as a English well, teacher.
0: Anyone can interpret a song how they want. You can
1: say whatever you want, but if you're going to say that I'm wrong, mm-hmm. the song needs to support that. That
0: It doesn't because song is art and art is left to interpretation. And my interpretation is correct in your interpretation.
1: Interpretation
0: is wrong. Wow. Moving on okay. to listener feedback. Yes. 84% play, 16% skip, as I shared, and I cannot wait to talk about if it's Quiet Song or turns ladies on. <laughs> My God, am I worried about some of you? But before we do, at Jeff D Oreo says, definitely one of John's heaviest sounding songs. Great storyline. So happy I gotta hear it on the last tour. I would have never expected it. I think what also makes the song sound so heavy is how Steve Jordan uses different drums. For different parts of the song, Boomy bass drums for chorus, brighter snare for verse. It really makes the song, in my opinion. Lucas, we yeah, jumping to talk right. about right. So,
1: th- th- so this is actually. I said I don't like the drum sounds on this record. I actually do like the drum sound in the verse mm-hmm. of the song. He's absolutely right, uh, whoever that person was.
0: Jeff Oreo.
1: Jeff is one hundred percent right. He's playing a much tighter kit, and I, you know, much tighter snare, much tighter kick drum. Come the chorus, that kick, that drum sets are the sound is huge. Mm. That bass drum sound is huge. It's too big for my taste, right? Mm-hmm. It's actually gone too far. Um, it's very like 70s Led Zeppelin, just giant sounding. So if you're into that, then I totally can see why, why, why you feel that. And there is that strong, here's the verse, here's the chorus feel. It's yeah. like two totally different drum sets, which is not usual. It's mm-hmm. usually the same drum sound throughout the whole song. So that is at least a layer of, of interest. And when we saw them live, that's absolutely how Steve Ferrone sets his kit up. He's got mm-hmm. two drum kits up there. Mm-hmm. He's got the one kit over here, and then he swings to his left, and he plays the smaller yeah. kit for the stuff that's, like, super tight and, and mm-hmm. small.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Michelle Bueller 411, quote of the song, I was a killer was the best they'd ever seen. I'd steal your heart before you'd ever heard a thing. I'm an assassin, and I had a job to do. Little did I know that girl was an assassin, too. It's the perfect turnabout is fair play. Sometimes you think you're being so smooth, you come in and come out, you break some hearts, and then you realize you're not the only player in the room. It's a good little reminder other people can play the game, too. So she interprets it more assassin, assassin, Mm -hmm. as in assassin, accidental assassin.
1: So if you really want to be assassin, you got to make him fall for you and then leave him.
0: Oh, well, they're not together. And then
1: leave. Yeah, that's the the real assassination right there. I
0: don't love that for him. At Miss Chenandler underscore bong says, just one of the best songs. I'm biased because Battle Studies is the greatest album, in my opinion. All right. It feels like the album with the most hurt and pain. I will agree it feels like the album with the most hurt and pain, possibly. But I still stand by... Born and Raised as the best album, and you stand by Continuum.
1: Continuum is the best record for me. I can't again. I don't know Battle Studies super well, so I can't say if it's got the most hurt and pain. But I would mm-hmm. say that there's some of his other albums have no shortage of hurt and pain. Yeah, no, they all do. I would say yeah. like for me, mm-hmm. it's um, the s- one with uh, emoji of a wave. What's that album? I'm blinking on it. Search right for now. everything. The search for everything. Thank oh, you. Oh,
0: that one is very yeah. Never sad. on the day you leave. Very, very Come sad. on, yes. So here's two of my favorite comments. Amory's underscore true love said slay.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: At Sylvia SJD said Bop. Okay. <laughs> just, no one's ever just written one words before it cracked me up. Um at Linda dot said never heard anything like it. I love it. I will agree it's unique sounding. It is. I agree especially that especially for John. Yep at henrik.ee said the opening riff on kalimba is amazing such an oddity for john yet it fits the song so perfectly i don't know what that means but you will uh
1: yeah kalimba. kalimba is sometimes referred to as like a thumb piano it's a tuned percussion instrument that mm-hmm. you play with your thumbs and that's exactly right that's what you hear at the beginning of the song is kalimba um descended from african music um and yeah it, it is it does have a strange tonality and that is not like pure pitch. It does have harmonic overtones. It's very similar to like a steel drum, how that would as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's part of what I have, why I have a hard time with this song is like, there's not a strong melody line throughout it. So, and okay. the Kalimba kind of doesn't necessarily help that.
0: Okay. At enjoy.jade said, suddenly I know exactly what I did and what it's going to mean to me is my fave lyrics at VYS 84 I shared this one in our story said used to think he said indecisive instead of assassin nice and actually that makes sense if you sing it Mm -hmm. I'm indecisive it fits perfectly which makes me want to do another series of John Mayer lyrics we got wrong because that was probably the hardest I've ever laughed (laughs) preparing anything for a podcast um, at Weems World said favorite aggressive and unlike most of his others I would say it's aggressive it is a very as aggressive.
1: aggressive song I agree with that as well um, it's not as muscular as who did you think I was no that's but different yes yeah, but it, is very, it different. is very aggressive lyrically sonically definitely
0: at Carly Porter 1221 said what a lot of us are thinking so I just chose one musically I love the song I just wish I liked the lyrics more mm-hmm. at My Year 2 said sexy song hmm I guess.
1: We'll, we'll Do talk you think about so? that. Yeah, I'm not going to tip my hand just yet.
0: At the underscore real underscore slim underscore Katie underscore O says, "This is my favorite comment." <laughs> I'm gone with like a lot of O's, N's, Z's, mm-hmm. asterisk, wee weird guitar <laughs> <Gosh>. solo noises. <laughs> so at the real slim Katie, who tends to crack me up, I laughed out loud at work. Not that I was looking at these while I was working. And I just thought anyone who writes rear 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 is someone I want to be friends with. Um, at Meredith Coffin said what a lot of people were also thinking. All I can say is how is three by five not everyone's top pick? I don't know. I Meredith, voted
1: for three by five because everyone I asks voted for three, for by, three, five three twice by five. Now.
0: Everyone asks for it, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna win, mm-hmm. and then it never wins the poll. I don't know, Meredith. Your guess is as good as mine. I'm going
1: to start making dummy Instagram accounts. No,
0: you are not. i will yeah. i will block you. <laughs> At Trem Spring says, incredible stretch and style for John, but it's still brilliant. The chorus rarity is so exciting.
1: Yeah, I the think chorus
0: that, is rarity. Sorry.
1: Yeah, it's referring to the fact that you we wait so long to finally get to the chorus and then we yeah. just get it once and then on the, the vamp out of the song.
0: At Debt Free in SD, congratulations on being debt-free, yeah, by That's very you. impressive. Confident enough she'll never be debt-free. She made it her handle, so. Unless I'm she does something
1: t- like that for a living, that might be um, encouraging others to profile, get debt-free. Yeah. Yeah. Okay,
0: I'm not as impressed now. Um, she said, I about died when he played it in LA for the first time in 10 years. Another repetitive comment, but I chose mm-hmm. hers. At heyday Day Sway said, "It is this one shocked me. It is in my top five John Muir songs. I can't describe what I like about it, it's just good. It's not in my top five, although I do like it. Not that we have to be the same.
1: It's probably not even in my top five on the record. So
0: We know how you feel. <laughs> at Shell My Bell said, A little dark for John, but so catchy. I will agree I like the song because it's it sounds nice. It is mm-hmm. catchy. And at j 3 said, Amazing song, love the chords, and the soaring solo. And now we've come to a photo of something. I took a picture of at Forever 21 on my lunch break today. All right. So Best ends, listener on.
1: feedback. All yeah. right. now's the dangerous time for us.
0: It is dangerous.
1: We got we to gotta rate the song Jill. Is this the John Mayer who sings the quiet songs? Or is this the John Mayer who turns the ladies on? Listen. You already look exasperated.
0: Listen, guys. Seventy-five percent turns the ladies on. Twenty-five percent quiet song is Mm -hmm. what the internet said.
1: Mm -hmm. Seventy-five
0: percent Mm -hmm. think that this is a turns ladies on song. I was upset. I was worried. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's either, which I know is a cop out. Mm -hmm. I don't think it qualifies as a quiet song. So I have a lot of trouble making my decision. But there's this movie. You're indecisive too. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to sing it I'm indecisive like for the rest of my life so there's this movie um, called He's Just Not That Into You yeah. based on a book Right. and it's that everyone thinks they're the exception not the rule mm-hmm. like oh this guy's married but I'm so great he's going to break up with his wife and, and horrible outlook by the way but it's one of the examples in the film mm-hmm. and he's going to choose me oh this guy didn't call me but it's not because he's a player it's because he lost my phone number like I know a friend who this happened to whatever mm-hmm. and I think that's what the problem I definitely think it's a problem is here is that perhaps people think it's a turn the ladies on song because they see mm-hmm. that he was an assassin but this one girl changed everything mm-hmm. changed him and as i've shared before i don't think you should be in the business of changing people for that reason i understand why so many people think it's a turns the ladies on song because mm-hmm. it's what we've all been through this dreamy guy who you want to change changed you quote unquote one mm mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm if I'm pushed into making a choice,
1: mm-hmm. which you are, I would, this is me pushing you into making a choice. It's
0: fifty fifty. Therefore, I had did not make a choice. Oh my
1: god, you're so bad at this. It's
0: not a quiet song.
1: You're right. It's not a quiet song. It's
0: not a, tur- it, it a turn. It
1: is. It doesn't turn song. this
0: lady on. That's
1: fine, but it turns a lot of them on.
0: Parents, 75 percent
1: yes look this is i i, I for I, the
0: reasons i'm saying i
1: support absolutely yeah. everything you said this whether through hollywood through Life, romance novels friends. this is the idea that has been sold to women over and over again man doesn't know how to behave
0: yeah
1: is trouble is a walking red flag mm-hmm. but you yeah your value comes not because you recognize the trouble and stay away from it Mm -hmm. your value as a woman comes from rehabilitating this boy and all he really needed was the love of a good woman right and your your love is so pure and you are so wonderful that you take him and you rehabilitate him putting all of the responsibility for acting as somebody who can manage a relationship on the woman instead of on the man to get his act together so that he can be a valuable, viable partner to somebody I'm else.
0: I'm not a fan.
1: I'm not either, which is why I'm not into the no, song. I don't think you're a
0: fan right? either. Why are you yelling at me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, that all being said... That's
0: why people chose it, Turns the Ladies It on. is
1: definitely a Turns the Ladies On song. I mean, if you take song. the lyrics
0: away, it's Turns the Ladies On song. I think his voice sounds nice. For sure. Yeah, the we were guitar solo. I
1: mean, there's defi- they're definitely having sex in this song, so... Well, they
0: did. Yeah. yeah. All right, moving on.
1: All right. Um oh, this is going to be uh, I don't know. You you like this one more than me, so we'll see how you feel about this. Mm-hmm. Uh Jill, how does this song make you feel about John Mayer?
0: Not great. Mm-hmm. Um so I if I was just going on like a song I like to sing in the car the way it sounds, guitar stuff, you know, voice, right. it would be a 5. Okay. I think it's a really good song. I think the assassin analogy.
1: I do like the chorus.
0: Yeah, it's it's fabulous. So I would give it a 5. However, Mm-hmm. I have to take it at face value. I can't decide that it's maybe, again, not satirical, but like, okay, I'm giving you guys what you're saying I am, or it's a commentary on his image. I just have to take it at the lyrics and I'm going to have to give it a three Mm, because it's just not nice. It's
1: still a lot higher than I was anticipating. Well,
0: I'm still looking at the whole song. So it was going to be a two, but I had to give a point for that. My ears like it. Okay. But yeah, I mean, John, who wrote the song, that John who sat down and did this, it definitely doesn't make me happy. It makes me feel a little sad and disappointed. But I do love being self-aware.
1: And you know what he he does great here um, as a songwriter? is the song very much creates a mood.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, the combination of the lyrics and the, the music...
0: Well, and what does that sound in the beginning? It's kalimba. Okay, that's what that yeah. is. Yeah, because that's very, very like, attention-getting. Yeah. I don't know what mood it's setting, but it does set a mood.
1: Yeah, and I, I think my issue with the song, why I've always felt so unsettled in it, is I don't like the mood that it's setting.
0: True, <laughs> like Like, yeah. this
1: whole thing, like, it just... I, it feels discomforting to me. Mm-hmm. The whole especially, like, that change we talked about from the solo back into the or from the bridge into the solo is very discomfortable to me Mm -hmm. you know very uncomfortable it does not like give me peace Mm -hmm. it sets up an expectation and then subverts it but in a really terrible way that's
0: what i'm saying the song isn't giving him peace it shouldn't be giving anyone peace he's like i got tricked into assassination i'm uncomfortable yeah everything he does is for reason much like taylor swift yeah I have a discussion question. Oh,
1: I would love to hear it.
0: It was what is the sound at the start of the song I Oh, it. yeah, that's. <laughs> but at least I brought one. There
1: you go. Good job. I'm, I'm 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 proud of you. Um, have you ever assassinated anyone?
0: Oh god, no. Are you kidding me? Oh, I don't know. Wait, I don't know. I mean, has anyone ever fallen in love with me? Yeah. What are we using as definition of assassination?
1: It depends on how you read it in the song. Right? I mean, there
0: was like this assassin esque guy who everyone was like, no matter what you do, you don't date him. And I did. Mm-hmm. And he liked me for a little while and then he stopped liking me like he does everybody else. So does that count?
1: Sure, sure. Yes. I had a
0: brief half assassination. What about you?
1: Um, yes. Oh yeah, pro- uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure this. Yeah, pal. You were
0: an assassin for a while. Okay, Don't yeah. <laughs> what are you even doing if you're not going to be honest? <laughs> I
1: was like, I'm, I'm sure there's some people that have that have felt that way. That, um, you know, what? Like me and my wife legitimately got in a fight about this a couple of weeks ago. You
0: were an assassin. That
1: I, I'm like too nice mm-hmm. or too interesting, and I make women fall in love with me, and like sorry i will say
0: it's a goal of yours i'm just
1: trying to live like some you know sometimes but yeah i I like who who doesn't like being loved um uh, other discussion question totally unrelated to you um have you ever like probably not because you don't but if you read these lyrics through the lens of sex Mm -hmm. it gets really gross really fast okay so if you look at the beginning when he's like all right so he's racing the yellow lights to find that the gate is open Shoot. And she's waiting oh, in the room. Yeah, no, no, no. I just slip on through. I'm reading all. And of then it. he goes, "You get in, you get, get done, done. Yeah. and then you know you get gone." Like it's just like I do
0: not want to touch this paper. <laughs> <laughs> you can have it back. It's just, I don't think that was the intention. It's just
1: so icky, though, right? Is, he's just but like I don't think mm-hmm. that's
0: what he's writing about.
1: Yeah, just that just because
0: I don't want to think that <laughs> it's
1: there. It's, it's there definitely there i am not making up any words those it's words interesting are in when the song you take
0: the lyrics to a song and you read them uh-huh. and read them without the song on mm-hmm. how things change yep and it's so weird to think that that's how songs start right. it's just like writing stuff and then it becomes like pretty and melodic and,
1: and there's also a nod here uh i guess i should talk to this about this back when we we're talking about lyrics but um you never leave a trace or show your face i think of like because of the impact of him being a celebrity Right? Yeah. If he walks out of some random person's room mm-hmm. and TMZ's going to be there. And it was right? that
0: time. Yeah. That sort of stuff was exploding. Yeah. yeah. So
1: it has got to like get in, get out. Never saw me. We didn't take a picture together. Yeah. Like, you know, you're not getting the gift basket, the Derek Jeter gift basket.
0: Oh, my God. That's not real.
1: It's got to be real. How is that not real? Because
0: I don't want it to be. Also, I'm, I like I've Derek heard Jeter. so
1: many stories about the Derek Jeter Did gift basket. Did you
0: watch the, the thing?
1: Like, to watch the thing. There was
0: like a mini-series. I don't know what to call it about Derek Jeter. Oh, no, I didn't. It was didn't. really good. Was it a they 30 for 30? They referenced that. But you know what they really did, and he was probably an executive producer or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was a thirty for thirty. Mm-hmm. And he, um, they downplayed, sanitized the dating it thing a big bit. Yeah. And I was getting a little agitated, so I was like, "All right, if we're gonna do this, right. and we're gonna go back, and there's like you know a two-second clip that barely references it, I'm uh-huh. like, all right, whatever." There you go. Um. So I was going to say that the thing that bothers me about this song is what I love about John Mayer, like, and I've always said over and over again. Once I got over my initial crush on how cute he was, mm-hmm. and meeting him amped up everything, but is that he is the lyrical content yeah and i always choose to believe that the songs he write is who he is and what's in his heart mm-hmm. so i don't i don't love this one this, doesn't help that much but i still think it was not genuine i think mm-hmm. it was okay fine i'm an assassin i'm gonna be an assassin
1: yeah i i, I don't, can't wait
0: till he's on the podcast and we can ask right
1: him. yeah i don't i don't read this as being disingenuous in in any way um, you
0: think he was literally just like, "This is what I do. This is who I am."
1: Yeah, and there might. So think about this from a psychological standpoint. If you know this about yourself mm-hmm. and don't like that part of you and want to change, is this not the kind of song that you would write?
0: I wouldn't release it. I'm like, is this something I'd write in my journal?
1: There's like some. There, there's definitely like some self-loathing here. Of like, I know, I know, I'm not great. Yeah. Just like kind of like whiskey, 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 right? He's like, yeah. oh, No, I'm not great. Um, and then I ran into somebody, and like, ostensibly this is supposed to could be read as like it's supposed to be a love song of like mm. she's an assassin too. Like I fell oh, for her. About that. There, the, well, isn't that that,
0: what's... that component's there, but I right. would call it a love song.
1: Exactly though, yeah. right? That's the thing. It's like that part, the woman's role mm. in this in this relationship is so downplayed. Yeah. It's just like all right you got me it's not like i got you well i hope you're you're
0: happy because now i'm starting to not like the song
1: (laughs) i'm just telling all i'm doing is pointing at what is in the song
0: i just think it's weird because when you write a song it's probably like a moment in time Mm -hmm. but the song's forever Mm -hmm. and i just again have to say just put this out there is a brave choice i Mm -hmm. think
1: yeah and also this is a 15 year old song you know what i mean like yeah this is a, you he know. I didn't
0: know we are going to do a podcast on it 15 years later. Right. That he and, listens to every week. And
1: he's released much more snuggly material so in the decades since. So much snuggly sense.
0: material. I listened to Walt Grace just yesterday and cried.
1: Yeah. I think I, I like uh, The Search for Everything, is a very mature John.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, no, I know, know he's a
0: good guy. I know yeah. this is just a blip.
1: Yeah. In your, in your late
0: 20s. I mean, if I—I I, no offense—think mm-hmm. back to you at that age and how you behaved. This exactly. isn't really not you, right? You just wouldn't have been like, "I'm an assassin."
1: But look at me—I would have actually. Yeah, then, if you come up with that, you would have said yes. That. If I had made you that metaphor. Did. Yeah. But look at me now! I'm all warm and fuzzy and snuggly and true,
0: true
1: domesticated.
0: So, uh, what are we doing next week?
1: So next I'm so week, confused. we got a special guest next week. Oh,
0: next week's okay. Yeah. You tell Yeah,
1: all right. We got a special guest next week. I'm super excited to I'm bring, excited too. to bring this gentleman onto the podcast. He is uh, one of the dearest people in the world to me. He's also an insanely gifted musician. Um, we have made several records together. We've p- played over a hundred shows together. It's my friend, Ben.
0: Ben, no last name. Just oh, just Ben. Ben
1: Davis, or if you want to go by his musician name, Marsh Davis.
0: I don't because I get confused when there's more than one name. So Marsh I'm is his middle ben.
1: name. His name is Ben Marsh Davis. So oh, as I
0: love a... using people's middle names. Yeah. Okay. So, ben Marsh so as Davis. a
1: solo artist, he goes by Marsh Davis. Yeah. As a human, music very
0: player. excited because any guest we've had on so far has been. First and foremost, a friend of mine. Yes. Because we've only had Amy on yes. twice. They don't know twice yet we recorded one ahead. but.
1: And, and, and buckle up mm. because Ben is not a huge John Mayer fan. So that's
0: this is a terrible follow-up episode to today's episode where you didn't like the song. But
1: Ben is, and here's here's the spoiler. I can say what song we're going to do, right?
0: Absolutely. Because are okay. going to have to talk about Ben it.
1: is a big Charlie Hunter fan. And so if you know then you know what song we're going to talk about next week.
0: Yeah, I know, but I don't...
1: The one John Mayer song that features Charlie Hunter. Yeah, that song. In Repair from Continuum.
0: Oh, yeah, that song. Oh, Continuum. Oh, good. And he's a big fan of music.
1: He is an incredible... Yeah, like, for him, music is like... Number one, nothing else is like important. Mm-hmm. Like, I shouldn't say nothing else is important, but everything else is secondary. Yeah. Like, a lot of us are like, oh, I want to be famous or, or I want to get girls or I want to like do I'd this. I love to be famous. I want money. He just wants to make great music. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just his love for music is so pure. It's amazing.
0: I'm looking forward to chatting with him because he's like so sweet. I'm yes. Really, he's a great guy. So, this is going to be a lot of fun. And
1: I'm actually going to go play music with him right now. Or he and here. I are
0: going to get in a fight because he doesn't like John Mayer. So, it could go right. <laughs> away, I'm here for you. The only person. Who's like saying positive things? I guess. No, this weekend,
1: I, next I, week. I, no, I love in repair.
0: I'm just so like you. it's gonna be. A I, know. Po- I
1: know it's gonna be a positive uh, episode because I love it, you love it. Charlie Hunter is a bass player on the song, and we can talk about Charlie Hunter is a very unique musician, and so that will be fun. And uh, you know, no one's better qualified to talk about musicians than my boy Ben.
0: All right, so we'll see you guys next week. We hope you have a good week.
1: Adios.